I'm Dave Hill. I was born and raised in America, but my grandfather, Clarence Vincent Blake Sr., was from Canada. Clinton, Ontario, to be exact. And when I was a kid growing up on the mean streets of suburban Cleveland, Ohio, my grandfather would thrill and amaze me and my siblings with tales of his mysterious and magical homeland located just across majestic Lake Erie. My grandfather's been up in that big hockey arena in the sky for over 30 years now, so I figured it was time I finally learned more about his country, which is why I started this podcast on which I try to learn more about Canada, one Canadian at a time. This is So You're Canadian. Today I come to you from frigid New York City where I've just returned after an action-packed weekend in San Francisco for San Francisco Sketch Fest where we did our History Fluffer podcast and I did some other fun stuff. Um, anyway, we are back. I'm sorry this episode is a day late. It's late because of, uh, of us being Chris and I were at Sketch Fest and uh, I was drunk the whole time, I'll be honest. No, I wasn't, but uh, one thing led to another. We had some technical difficulties recording the last episode. Fix them, 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 them. Anyway, them, you don't them, need them, to hear them, this them, bullshit. Um, anyway, thank you for joining me once again for So You're Canadian with me, Dave Hill. Um, my guest today, I'm very excited. Uh, she is Mona Barracuda. She is a travel agent, a mother, not in that order necessarily, and she also raises chickens and so much more. Uh, and uh, so I connected with her via Instagram, which I welcome any and all of you to do as well. I'm at Mr. Dave Hill, that's MR Dave Hill on Instagram if you uh, want to reach out there. Or you can email me at Dave at DaveHillOnline.com. If you'd like to be on the show or think you know someone who would be a good guest or you'd like to suggest someone, uh, all those reasons. Or you can just write me a friendly or not so friendly email at Dave at DaveHillOnline.com. My website is also, yes, DaveHillOnline.com. And uh, so there. Anyway, Mona um, was kind enough to take some time to chat with me about life in Buford, Alberta. We talked chickens. We talked Buford. Uh, we talked Canada. We didn't get into as much Canada talk as I probably should have, given the fact that this show is called So You're Canadian, but uh, we were just having fun talking, and, uh, and, and I squeezed in some Canada questions. Don't get me wrong. And then, we'll, But hopefully I'll have her back, and then I'll, I'll just really turn the screws on uh, Canadian-based questions only with Mona. But here now... In the meantime, is my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Mona Barracuda of Buford, Alberta. Let's start podcasting like the wind. Okay, let's do it. Can you feel it? I can feel it, yeah. Powerful. <laughs> it's powerful <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Mona, thank you for joining me 
for once again for so your Canadian, my incredible podcast in which Thank you. I only talk to Canadian people. We tried to record before, but I had some technical difficulties that uh, I still don't can't wrap my head around. But hopefully we've overcome them this time. Um, I you, hope so. I can, I can feel it. I have a great feeling about it. Perfect. And you are, we we connected via the popular Instagram social media application. Um, we did. And you are in Buford, Alberta. Is, is that correct? For the listener. I'm telling yes. you things you already know, like where you live, for example. I do know, but yeah, other people don't know. And now they can find me. Well, not we don't want them to find you, like show up at your house. No, please don't. <laughs> that would be creepy. It would, yeah. But yes, I'm in Buford. Just as a warning to uh, listeners, don't show up at our house. We don't, we don't want this to turn into an episode of Dateline. Do you guys have that show there? Uh, yeah, I think we do. We don't want we don't want you to end up on that show. Thank you for the warning. I appreciate yeah. it. Now, not to uh, blow your mind right out of the gate, but I did some exhausting research on Buford, Alberta. Did you? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's a hamlet in central Alberta. I'm not reading that from a Wikipedia page. But it's, I, it gets its name from Buford, North Dakota. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yep. Do you know why? I think just because it's also Buford. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Maybe they fair. were like, they were probably like, I don't know. Let's just call it Buford. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it checks out. It does. I don't know um, very much about Buford. I do know um, the house next to ours, which is vacant, which it's for sale. So you could actually you could actually buy it. I hope to relocate to Buford. Uh, this is actually the final step. Uh, this episode of the, my podcast is the final the final step in uh, my Buford relocation process. Once I get, you know, some answers out of you about, about Buford and surrounding area. Wait, so you, you just said that you don't really know Buford? Were you referring to the one in North Dakota after which Buford, Alberta gets its name, or are you referring to the town in which you live? Yeah, the one that I live in. Um because it's just it's just a few houses um there's not a lot of like information out there about it but i do know that this house next to ours which you're gonna buy yeah uh, i look forward to, be, to it yeah it'll be great um and you have time because it's not getting a lot of action so you know take your it time it will be once i live there <laughs> that was in poor taste I don't even know if it made any sense, but it sounded like <laughs> poor taste. I apologize. Um, wait, so what? Was someone murdered in the house? Is that what you were gonna say? Not to bring up murder, nope. loop to murder. No, again, no one but... was murdered. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but it used to be like like a general store of some sort here. 
Oh, like you would go and buy like a, a bag of grain and, or I don't know, maybe not, but some rope. Yeah. A hammer. Yeah. A whatever hammer, they sold. A shovel. Yeah. Some lime. Murder equipment, basically. Yeah. Um, Pretty much, yeah. It was a general store and then it became a home. Yeah. So um, what I heard from some neighbors was that we used to have grain elevators here along uh, the train tracks that go across through Buford. Oh. Um, and so this was kind of a happening grain town. A happening a grain town. Those those are three words you don't hear together very often. <laughs> happening grain town. Man, oh, man. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Hap- it's pretty happening grain town. <laughs> they have a lot of hot grains. A lot of action, a lot of people, uh, you know, uninhibited citizens um, who aren't afraid to mess around with grains. So when would that have been when it was a happening grain town? Is it, or would you say it's still a happening grain town? It's, it's no longer happening and there's not really a lot of grain action. Um, the grain elevators are gone. So we just have these tracks, but I think they've been decommissioned. I've never seen a train uh, run on them. But I did almost get murdered on them once. Okay, now things I are starting see. to heat up. You got you almost got murdered on the train tracks, like something out of an old silent movie? Yeah, this is what I imagine was happening, because... Um, I was walking my dogs uh, down the tracks by myself. And, you know, Buford, it's like, I don't know, there's like 10 houses here. So once you get, well, once you get past my house, it's nothing but farms. And uh, I was walking my dogs and I could see, you know, like far up ahead of me, another person walking just by themselves. And oh, I kept boy. going further and further. Yeah, George, and, I don't and like then this I got creeped out. Yeah. So then I started getting like that feeling like, oh, you know, maybe this isn't good because I'm way far away now. If I get murdered here, no one will find me except the coyotes. Oh, uh, no. And so, yeah, so then I turned around and I, I started running because then I was freaking myself out. Wait, so you were walking? And I turned around. Towards- you were walking yeah, towards I was walking this person? away from home. Yeah. Oh, okay. But the whole time they were like the same distance in front of me, you know? So it was like they were kind of walking at the same pace. But so they you were both walking in the same direction, but they were walking ahead of you. Yes. So then I turn around because I'm kind of freaked out by it because I've never really seen anyone, you know, out there. I turn around, I start running. And then I turn around to look back, and now they look a lot closer than they did before. Oh, so they were, they started running, chasing you. Well, I don't know what was going on, but then I just ran all the way back home without looking back. And, but the dog, and the dogs were with you? Yeah. Oh, man. So, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you weren't murdered. I, I, I say this, uh, I feel like I speak on behalf of all my listeners. Though, at the same time, true crime podcasts are very popular. So I am uh, 
for selfish reasons, Torn. Um, no, I'm, I'm glad you weren't <laughs> murdered. Plus, if you were murdered, you couldn't be a guest on the show. So, I mean, that didn't even make sense. The thing about true. Well, I guess this is kind of a true crime podcast uh, interlude since we are talking about your near murder. So, but here's my takeaway from that. Well, I'm glad you're okay, first of all. But so is it safe to say the Hamlet? Did you know Buford was a Hamlet before I said it was a Hamlet? I knew it was a Hamlet. Yeah. Oh, okay. The I one thing that I knew. I I asked that not because I think you wouldn't know basic things about where you live, but I I never know when. Uh, I always wonder if Hamlet's just a thing that's mentioned on Wikipedia pages and stuff, and not in uh in re- out there in the real world. Well, that's where I that's where I uh, learned it from. Also, is oh. the Wikipedia page. Yeah, like when I when I moved here. Two years oh, okay. ago. A hamlet yeah. is a small or very small human settlement with almost no murders at all. I <laughs> added that last bit of that sentence. Um, but so what I could take away, though, is it uh, is it so it's a town. So you tend to probably know most of the people in your town and at least uh, by face. Yeah. Uh, last year, one of our neighbors had a Buford barbecue in the summertime. So is that the I got to... Buford festival? <laughs> I've yeah. just renamed it. Yeah. It's that it should have been called that actually. That would have been pretty cool. Just thinking out loud. Yeah. Taste. It would have. Wait, so I'm sorry. She, she had a barbecue. Yeah. They had a barbecue and uh, a lot of the neighbors came. So yeah, I got to meet um, a lot of the people who live around here, which was nice. What what sort of folks are they? Like what what are they like? Uh, well, you know, country country people. Um, country some folks. Some farmers. Yeah, other people with dogs. There was a lot of uh, talking about you know everybody's dogs and what they do. I love. I love dog talk. Yeah, so you'll fit in here great. I absolutely love it. I know, I can't wait to get my life started. And your dog will love it here. Oh, sweet Lou. Yeah. She's a sweet girl. Um, oh, man. So, um, and, and so what, what happened, though, backing things up a bit? Um, I, well, very quickly, I think talking about dogs is a good, uh, I think that always goes well with someone if you can bond over dogs. It doesn't matter uh, what your other uh, worldviews are. As long as you like dogs, I can get on board with that. Yeah. And we can talk about that. And then, but uh, what I was going to say is um, what happened with the uh the the person that lived in the general store like the last person to live there yeah the murdered person not murdered but you see my point (laughs) yeah it was an older lady and i think she had a stroke and then she just couldn't um couldn't live on her own anymore sorry so she was i never met her 
So let's be clear, though. She wasn't murdered, though, just to be... Um, I don't want to scare my listeners. I realize I'm... No, not, not while she lived here. Oh, good. I know not since. Yeah. All right. I yeah, feel- but I do, I do hear, like, the phone ringing in there. Uh, it's like an old-timey, you know, sounding phone. Wait, it's like a ghost phone that's still hooked up? Yeah. Yeah, the lights come on at night. Who turns the lights on? Well, I nobody because uh, you know it's there's a lot of snow here, so you can see nobody's been there. But maybe they're on a timer, or maybe they're on all the time, but just can't see them during the day. There's a few options for what, what? or it's a ghost. That's what I'm, I'm hoping it's a ghost. So, but what? Yeah, what if you went in the house and you saw like the the phone, and then you were like, you you looked and that you saw that the phone wasn't hooked up to the the wall like it wasn't even plugged in ghost phone is what what i'm at where that's what i'm suggesting yeah uh i i'd be freaked out by that but it it wouldn't be totally unexpected you know because it's an empty house it's already kind of creepy well until i move in and then it's going to be really creepy (laughs) That's when that's when the creep factor steps up big time. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, no, I'm excited for my new life in Buford. Now, what? So, how would you say? So, Buford is. How, where is it in relation to? It's the closest city is Edmonton, right? Like big yeah. city. Yeah. And um, how far away is that? It's about forty minutes from here. Is that is that siren in where I am or where you are? It's probably where I am. Not here. Oh, I was worried. Not to keep dragging crime into this, but yeah, again, we don't as, get a lot of sirens here. If you want good ratings, you could do a lot worse than to have a crime element to your podcast. If there's anything I've learned, yeah, these are facts. Well, so. There's not a lot of, well, there is kind of, like, you know, lots of trucks getting stolen and stuff like that. That's not a, that's not a fun crime anyone wants to hear about, though. Oh, trucks get stolen? Yeah. Why? I mean, who is this monster? Yeah. Um, so what? What's the now that the grain uh, industry has just upped and left? What goes on in in Buford? Well, we are completely surrounded by farmland. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of farming. But in Buford itself, you know, most people just kind of work in town. Mm-hmm. So there's like a downtown area. Uh, no, like, like in the city or in Leduc, which is kind of, uh, it's a small city. It's about 30,000 people. And then we have Kalmar about five minutes away, which is about 2,000 people. And then the other way we have Thorsby, which is also a small town. Wait, okay. Now I'm just reading this. Uh... In 2016, there's 
Buford recorded a population of 47 living in 18 of its 18 total private dwellings. Um, a change in 67.9% from its 2011 population of 28. But based on... Wow. Yeah, no, don't get me started. But according to what you've told me, the population is now down to 46. Did, how does this work, though? Because you, you have... Uh, a couple of children. Oh. Uh-huh. So would they? The, so they'd be included in this. Well, that was before we moved here, and then you oh. know other people have moved in and out. So I, I don't know. Things are heating now. What do you? Just oh. for the listener, what what do you do in Buford, Alberta? I'm a travel agent. And what does that entail in in uh? in these modern times where people are just going on the internet and, and, uh, you know, going on, I'm not going to name the websites to give you any competition, but, uh, so you'll you'll put, say, I'll be like, Hey Mona, I want to go to, uh, Cancun. I want it to be all inclusive. I want, uh, lasso lessons and face painting seminar. Mm-hmm. I want it to be dog friendly, gluten allergy uh, irritating. <laughs> so you take all yeah. that and you cook up a, um, you cook something up for me. Yep, that's exactly it. And I usually we book through, you know, all all the same kind of suppliers that people book through on their own and what a lot of people don't realize is uh, we don't charge you more to do it than you would pay to do it yourself so how do you make any money well there's uh there's a small amount included in the price of any trip um when you book with a travel agent that amount goes to the travel agent if you book just on your own it just goes back to you know wherever you're booking oh i see so So, like yes you're paying a service fee but you're not getting a service with it interesting yeah so So when something goes wrong you know people can call me they don't have to like wait on the phone with the call center or um, whatever. So that's a big part of it is like solving any issues that come up. So you give it, you give it a, uh, in this age of, uh, you know, futuristic te- technology, you keep things having a human touch. Yeah. You can use that as, uh, you know, your slogan or something. I mean, it needs to be cleaned up a little bit. I like it just like that. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Leave the um in if I said um, which I probably did. <laughs> I know myself. I will. It's the um, best part. Can you can you name the travel? We should get everyone to just go to your travel agency. I don't normally, uh, you know, try to send business people's way on this podcast. I don't avoid it, but as my as long as we're on the topic, can you say what the agency is? Or do you know? Yeah, it's called, it's called Black Gold Travel. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's a local, you know, kind of Leduc, Leduc County area thing because we have, you know, the Black Gold School District and Black Gold Drive and 
and stuff like that. I assume it's in reference to oil. Yeah, black gold, Texas tea. Yeah, and I work um, I work with an agency called Travel Gurus. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they are Alberta's most award-winning travel agency. Well, I'm sure uh, thanks in no small part to the efforts of one Mona Barracuda of Buford, Alberta. <laughs> I just I just joined. I was I was actually with um, another agency up until. Uh, well, congratulations! No, I had thank you. I had nothing so, to do with their success. But. but this is so. This is breaking news, though. Yeah, breaking news. Oh, I'm glad I finally get a scoop on this show. Yeah, you heard it here first. But um. But the the uh and and to my mind anyway, um I just unzipped my hoodie by the way. I realized as we're talking there was a zipper sound. <laughs> and uh some people may just think, Whoa, what's going on? Uh it is merely me unzipping my sweatshirt a little bit because uh the heat's on very high in my apartment, in my building, and uh that's what's going on. I wouldn't want anyone to get the wrong idea. Um Let's keep moving. Um, Chris, I'm talking to my editor. If you can add an echo sound to that zipper, uh, that'd be helpful to me. Uh, anyway, but you are also, and I think th- this strikes me as a more Buford, Alberta activity, since it's like a lot of farming. Yeah. You also raise chickens. I do, yeah. How many? How did you get into that? Uh, well, we moved on to this property, and it already had a really nice chicken coop. Oh, so, so all you need yeah. was chickens. Yeah, just throw some birds in there. But then what else? What else? What does that entail? Is that a lot of work, raising chickens, or do the chickens do most of the work in raising themselves? The chickens really do all the work. And before I got them, I didn't really know anything about chickens and I thought you know I ordered them online from um, a hatchery that's ironic isn't it yeah they came with Canada Post in a little box so you wait someone mailed you chickens yeah I'm googling chickens by mail chickens (laughs) wait so they show the mailman chickens by mail order there it is. Yeah, they oh, came from West sucks. Block, Alberta. So they, so the mailman's carrying around a bunch of chickens in his his sort of satchel there. No, they made me pick them up at the post office. Oh, okay. I feel a little better now. Um, yeah. I go and were they were they baby chickens? They were. Yep, they were hatched the day before. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so, so, so they're but the chickens. Those are all lady, lady girl chickens, right? No roosters. There is one rooster, uh, and we had two, um, but one of them died uh, mysteriously. Ooh, I don't like that at all. Do you think it was yeah. the guy? I think it was the weirdo along the train tracks. I think it was, yeah. Definitely I mean, him. I'm no detective, but you know, 
that's where my mind goes. And now, let's take a quick break and check in with our friends at Maximum Fun for more information on those bastards. No, they're the best. Go to MaximumFun.org. Nearly two decades ago, Commander Data sacrificed his life. The Greatest Discovery is also about Star Trek Picard. Jesse Thorne won't let us stay on the network unless we do all the Star Trek series, and so here we are. Doing a show about maybe our favorite Star Trek character of all time. If you're excited to watch the new Star Trek Picard series and you'd like some veteran Star Trek podcasters to watch it along with, we're your guys. Sorry you're stuck with us. The hell are you doing out here, Picard? Saving the galaxy? So subscribe to The Greatest Discovery. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Or at MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talking about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. And now... Back to my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Mona Barracuda of Buford, Alberta. So do you, do you go into Edmonton proper a lot? Not a lot. Um, I go to the dentist there, you know, but I basically just go to Leduc, which is about 20 minutes away, and they have all the stuff that I need. So that's, that's where, where I'll be that's where all the action is, yeah. The groceries, oh. chicken feed, the action. I'm pulling that. up. I'm pulling up Leduc on uh, Google, and it looks like there's no shortage of action. Uh, for so example, Telford Lake, William F. Yeah. Lead Park, Doctor Woods House Museum. Um, I love it. Um. What are sort of the points of interest in your area? I, I spoke with um, a fellow Albertan recently, and she, um, I'm blanking on this town that she lived in, even though it was just a couple weeks ago, but it'll come to me in a fever dream. Uh, but there were, she, they, she lived near like the world's largest pierogi, the world's largest sausage, the oh, world's okay. largest... Oh, maybe like Bakerville? Yes. Was so it? you were... So you're you're already aware of the legend of the world's largest pierogi. I haven't seen the pierogi. I've seen the egg. Well, I don't think you want to miss out on uh, the pierogi. If I yeah, if I, I need to be so bold. I Pro- think you're okay. right. It is in. Uh, oh, that's in Glendon. Do you know where Glendon is? No. I'm getting on this. I'm. I didn't even know we had a pierogi. Oh, you do. And, you know, I've, as for all the help you give other people um, in planning their trips, it's the least I could do. 
to point out that a mere three-hour drive away. <laughs> that's two hundred two hours and fifty-four minutes. But I'm factoring, you know, bathroom stops and things. Uh, mm-hmm. Two hundred seventy-eight kilometers away, you could be sitting pretty, taking a selfie with the world's largest pierogi. <laughs> Something to think about. I don't know how I've passed that up all these years. I know. Have, were you even here on Earth if you didn't see the world's largest pierogi? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. It have don't, you don't, seen it? I have not seen it, though it's only 38 hours by car from where <laughs> I am. So uh, I have no excuse either, I guess. It's worth it. Totally worth it. I would love to see it. You know, give me an excuse to get out of the house. <laughs> why not yeah well you know maybe once you're here yeah once I'm once I'm borrowing eggs next door I could be like hey what do you do you have anything going on today I was thinking of taking a three hour drive to see the world's largest pierogi <laughs> we'll and split then, the gas yeah we'll split the gas that would be a good time. I think when you get into that area too, I don't I think the world's largest sausage isn't far from there either. Really? There's a uh, sausage too. Oh yeah, let's get let's get cool. I think it's more of a kielbasa. I don't know the distinction. They should be together with the pierogi. I know. Make a night of it. Uh world's largest kielbasa, Alberta. Okay. Oh, Mundar. Oh, it's yeah, that's in Mundar. Do you know where Mundar is? Mundar. Okay, you. St- oh, it's just, all right. We agreed to disagree. <laughs> uh, I think, I think it's all kind of by Vagerville in that area, is it? Oh yeah. So, okay, Mundar, Alberta. I think the thing to do now that I'm hearing myself, you know. Uh, we could get the world's largest chicken going in Buford. That's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, just some in uh, the Mundare, the world's largest sausage is is a mere 139 kilometers away from. Uh, so we can actually hit that on the way to the pierogi. Perfect. I'm googling world's largest chicken statue. Bear with me. Oh, wouldn't you know it? It's in Branson, Missouri. I feel like we can take that out. Um, I barely asked you really any uh, questions regarding that actually pertain to Canada, um, which I, I'm not going to beat myself up about. But I do, in due gil- diligence, I should ask you, what's the best part about living in Beaufort, Alberta? Well, I like... Um not having neighbors too close. Well, that's but, about to change. Well, yeah. You yeah. don't sound too thrilled that I'm moving in next door. No, I am. I am. It's just, it's going to be a lot of construction. Where did you grow? Where are you from originally? I should have asked that right out of the gate. Uh, I lived in Edmonton for most of my life. And then uh, I lived in Leduc for about 10 years. Wow. 
And then here and now Buford it is. This and then how would how would you say life in 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 rural Alberta differs from is distinct from life elsewhere in Canada? I'm asking hard hitting questions now. Yes, this is getting serious. Um, I lived in Ottawa for two years. How was that? That's a very different kind of place. And I've been I've been in Alberta like my whole life, so I didn't feel I didn't really feel at home there. Um, and so I came back as soon as I could. Um. But some some of the things that are different here, I guess, the when you live in town is I'm on well water, so we can't drink um, our tap water. Wait, and we actually power. have to, well, we drink bottled water, you know, like a water cooler. Oh, okay. In your, in your home. Um, uh. And then we have to turn on the well to fill the the tank every day so that we have water in the house. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, we have to take our own garbage to the dump, which, as you know, I do on Thursdays. Thursday's garbage day. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's just like, the, I guess the city services just aren't really there. With the well, do you have to like, do you have to like tell people to hurry it up in the bathroom and stuff or the water will be all gone? I've never, I guess I'll be getting used to it soon enough. You will. Uh, no, it's not that bad. It's in the garage. There's like a big tank. I don't know. I don't know how much water goes in there, but it lasts like a whole day or two. Um, and we can shower and have baths and do everything normally. Dishes, laundry, and not worry about running out. Oh, good. So it's not too bad, but we just can't drink it. Why why can't you drink it? Is it full of too many minerals and things? You'll pass the stone or something? <laughs> There's some kind of bacteria. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. That's Coliform. Know. Whatever that is. Here's to never knowing for sure. Yeah. Wait, what's the... T- oh, Travel Gurus. That's the name of the place, right? Travel Gurus and Black Gold Travel. Yeah. And can you... Can, will you plan a trip, say, for a, a guy like me from Cleveland who lives in New York for the time yeah. being? Oh, you can do I'll all that. I'll plan a trip for anybody. I can do it all, yeah. And what about um, what about if people want to get a hold of your chicken eggs? I was going to say, what if they want to get a hold of your eggs? And I then I realized that sounded <laughs> really creepy. My eggs, I you know, honestly, I don't usually have, like, any leftover Oh, so it's a real grassroots type business. Yeah, like they, you know, they get laid and they're gone. So, man. Um, yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of local chicken egg people, <laughs> whatever they're called. Do you mean um, consumers of eggs or people that uh, have gotten their own? Well, that's that own- them. They have their own stash. Yeah. So it's kind of wherever you live, there's there's always going to be someone nearby selling eggs, I think. I assume. I don't want any of those bullshitty eggs. I want your chicken eggs. 
They are good eggs. Yeah. Yeah. They're quality eggs. Um, all right. I feel good about this. Well, Mona, thank you so much for talking to me. Um, will you come back sometime on So You're Canadian? And I'll, I'll really ask you the tough Canadian questions. Yeah. I mean, after this, if you ever want me to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like uh, you've represented uh, Beaufort. I would say all of Leduc County. Wow, thank you. Very, very wonderfully. Um, yeah, next time I can tell you about um, how I thought, or maybe my house was haunted when we first moved in. Oh, you, oh, all right. This is a cliffhanger. Well, t- okay. We'll, 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 well, now we'll have to have you back. All right. How would just it. tell us now? How was it haunted? <sighs> Look, I, I don't know. When we. Well, when we first came in here, we didn't live in the house. We lived in a holiday trailer uh, on the driveway for three months. And then when we finally came into the house, it was there was some weird stuff uh, going on at night. Weird. What are we talking? Like with my kids, uh, my son especially. He he would wake up and and tell me he you know saw or heard all kinds of things like what well the first the first night we were in here um i just ran into the house with the kids that night because there was a really bad storm and i got scared and so we were sleeping in uh it's his room now but he woke up and and he just kept being like who's laughing who's saying my name and stuff like that oh boy uh, yeah that really scared me uh, yeah and then it's just there was more more That's after that. creepy it was i i was scared yeah oh man all right well this is gonna have to uh we're gonna have to get the full scoop on when you were when Mona Barracuda of Buford returns. So you're Canadian. <laughs> And there you have it, my delightful conversation with Mona Barracuda. And yes, that is her, her real name. I did ask her that, not on this episode, but uh, I, off, off air, off air. But she swears it's true. Um, it's pretty much the best name ever. Anyway, thank you, Mona, for joining me. Um, before I go, I want to thank my producer, partner in crime, the brains behind the operation, Mr. Chris Gersbeck for making this all possible, uh, adding the action music, editing and and whatnot, and adding special effects, which really put it over the finish line. Thank you to Maximum Fun also for having us be a part of their podcasting empire. Go to MaximumFun.org to find out more about those nut jobs, those beautiful nut jobs. Um, Speaking of podcasts, if you want to hear my voice uh, even more, and why wouldn't you... Uh, please subscribe to Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident while you're at it and History Fluffer, the other podcast Chris and I do together. And please rate, review, and subscribe this podcast wherever you get podcasts. It's really helpful to us, and uh, it would make me so happy. And I, I read the comments, and I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Um, anyway, and email me, did I already say that? At Dave at Dave Hill Online. That would be amazing. Until next time, this has been so 
you're Canadian. With me, Dave Hill. And I'm not... Oh wait, there is one more thing. If you're in New York, see how I did that? Signed off and then I didn't end it. Okay, if you're in New York January 28th, that's Tuesday, January 28th, come to Word Bookstore in Brooklyn, where actual Canadian person, Malcolm Gladwell, will be talking to me about my new book, Parking the Moose, which, of course, I'm begging you to buy if you have not already. It's about Canada. Come on. Okay, there we go. Bye. I had a great time. Hey, Lucy. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.